afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Monday is upon us. We have a crop update coming from the USDA. This is week number two of those numbers. Unfortunately, as we look at the, the screen, not a lot of green when it comes to our grain complex. And really, to be all honest, not a lot of green on the livestock side as well. We do have some green, though, coming from the feeder cattle. A variety of things we're going to look at in this market today, including what's been happening in this soybean market. And is there some low possibilities in the cattle? We'll find out all the details today with Darren Fessler. Darren is with Lakefront Futures. So we got to start out with the soybean. Um, seeing the nearbys down 21, for example, kind of not setting the best tone for a Monday. No, it's not. I, I, I think that tone was set last Friday. Uh, you know, somewhat of a bearish report. You know, we, we the market knew we uh, we really don't have a, that cushion for supplies, and the USDA really didn't move the needle a whole lot. Uh, really, the big key thing with, with that May contract is we really need the bulls to get back above 14.21, it, which would obviously encourage the July and, and, and so on. But as of right now, I think as more planners start rolling here and then obviously we didn't get what we needed uh, last week from the USDA, I think the market's just like, you know what, let's just, we're going to take a little bit of a breather here. It's not as though the world is running out of beans. It's, it's definitely not that case. It's just I think the, the supply issues are, uh, you know, location specific. U.S. being that we don't have much. Brazil's coming off a very, very good crop. I do think the USDA has to move the needle a little bit on their imports of beans from Brazil or wherever they're coming from, more likely Brazil. But I think that uh, we could be looking at a situation where, um, you know, look at 2013, 2014 type of imports where they're 50, 60, 70 million bushels from the current USDA projection, about 35. So as of right now, the, the trend seems to be in the be, uh, the bear's favor here. However, we are coming up on some critical support here between 1365 and 1390. So we need to really start seeing some uh, some, some consolidation support uh, going in here because if we get this stuff off to a decent start, I, I do think there's probably some early marketing year type pressure, early spring, early summer type of, of pressure that's going to come to all these markets. You bring up an interesting point, and I think there's a lot of folks that wonder where are we sitting when it comes to soybeans, and is there that potential, you know, of the runout field? Because that just seems to be kind of the mode of action lately. Yeah, I think the, you know, as far as the, the threat of cancellations, the more and more we go through the marketing year, I think they become less and less because we've already have shipped quite a bit of bushels. So that that wiggle room of, of how much we can cancel, it, it's not really there. I mean, could we see some cancellations? Yes, absolutely could. But they're, I don't think they're going to be a needle moving by any means here. I think a lot of what you've seen last week was you've seen, one, the U.S. state increase the Brazilian crop estimate. Uh, we've seen the world uh, ending stocks increase. We've seen CONAB, which is the equivalent to our USDA in Brazil. They increase the bean production, too. So you have multiple factors going on impacting the beans, but still I'm not uh, going to you know, say that the, the rally's done and we're going back down to $9. I think it is far from that, 180 from that. Uh, but right now I, I just think that you have a little bit of weakness 
uh, uh, you know, that's approaching this market here in two-hour, four-hour charts. You're seeing some what we call in the technical uh, analysis is a kind of a death cross between the 20 and the 50-day moving averages where that shorter-term average is now crossing uh, below that longer term. So that's just, again, continuing that bearish theme here. But, we again, if we can establish some consolidation uh, here this week, we can able to move higher into next because I, I don't think we have a, a major technical breakdown yet, but I just think that we have a little bit of repositioning going going into uh, planting season here. So how much is, is the beans weighing in on the way we saw the corn trade today? Uh, I think quite a bit. Um, the corn story is, is kind of the same way. Uh, you know, I had a target up here at 393 and a half. We hit that last week, balanced off of that. Now I just think we're going into a pattern where we're just much more sideways to neutral type of trade. Now I, I also believe the trade is starting to factor in the, the realization we're probably not at 91.1 when it comes to the acres. We're probably uh, higher than that, both on the corn and the beans here when it comes to the June 30th report here later on uh, this year. So. I think that factor in itself is weighing on the market too. You have funds that are quite long, all of these products here. So again, you could be one of these things where if you can't establish new or higher highs or higher lows here in the upcoming days here, it's just going to be something the markets from an algo computer type trading, it's going to notice these things and it's going to take more of a bearish tone to things. I think that in the next days, maybe a week ahead here. Now, if you do start to see a little bit of progress, you know, being, you know, slowed down by weather or cold temperatures, I do look for some support there. So I don't think it's uber, uber bearish at all. We still got to get the crop in the ground. We still got to have the uh, decent weather for these crops to produce. So, And this is the exciting time because we know those planters are definitely rolling in the south. And as we get these weekly updates from the USDA, that'll hopefully throw out a little bit of nuggets into the market for the Monday night into Tuesday trade. Oh, it, it always does. It does every year. A lot of the clients I, I have across the country have continued to report how good the conditions have been uh, as far as planting or field work. Hopefully that continues, and I do think once the weather starts clearing up, we do have some better weather, the, the planters are going to run hard, and this stuff's going to get in the ground pretty quickly. Which we need, and I know that cooler temperatures will cause for a slowdown in that regard, at least on the nearby. So not much weight is going to be put on, for example, this afternoon's report. No, not not at this point. All right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we head into part two of the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell as we'll continue the conversation with Darren Fessler looking at the livestock side of the trade. And is there the potential for some lows in the cattle market? We'll talk more coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing this conversation with Darren Fessler. Darren, again, is with Lakefront Futures. Switching over to the livestock side of the trade and, and definitely some some lower numbers taking place in the cattle market. You and I were talking before this program that there's the potential to be setting some lows this week. Not what our cattle guys want to hear after coming off a couple great weeks. Uh, you're exactly right. And, you know, we've, we've seen this cash trade pick up quite a bit. You know, we, everybody knows who raised cattle. The Packers or, uh, the margins are really making hand over fist at these levels. But, uh, you know, I really, what set the tone, I think, was Friday. You had what is called a shooting star candle on the pattern. 
uh, and really what's that what that's associated with is a is a bearish follow through so you got that today on the on the June fats here I think one thing you got to watch in the June fats here is that trend line from late October uh, bulls are going to have to defend this trend line here to retest those levels we had seen last week if not I do look for a retracement back to 116 50 118 uh, initially uh, it could get a lot more bearish below there if the technical pressure starts to happen. And granted, I do think some of this is is in conjunction with the the decrease in open interest that we had seen in live cattle on Friday. And haven't seen the preliminary data here yet today, but I do anticipate that open interest drop once again here. We keep in mind we've had a really good run in this fat market since late October, November timeframe. So to see a little bit of setback, a retest of that trend line to see where that support really is is not a shocker at this point. We just obviously need to hold that from the bullish standpoint. I do think, however, once we get in some more consistently warm temperatures. Uh, throughout the whole country, really, and these, you know, kind of get out of the rainy season here, cold, damp stuff. We move into that early summer time frame. I think people are going to go wild with meat consumption, and the grills, the get together, the barbecues. So uh, I, I don't think that uh, the demand side is going to go away. And I also, uh, I, I, you know, I'm always questioning, uh, you know, the cattle on feed numbers. It, it doesn't seem like. The, the the numbers are really there uh so with that being said uh you know the cash trade is very very positive here but from a technical standpoint we are seeing a little bit of weakness here on the dailies hourlies and weekly charts could we say that there might be a little bit of underlying ex- excitement starting to build is as you talked about the grilling season but i start thinking of of bans being lifted and the op- opportunity for folks to get back together in restaurants and and do more togetherness things has got to mean a pickup in meat consumption i i would think so i i was in kansas city with the family this last week and then and i will i'll say that people are I, I think they're they're still abiding by some of the the rules and regulations, but they're they're going out, they're enjoying it, uh, they're taking the precautions. But uh, you know the slowdown and uh, you know I look at Outback Steakhouse. We drove by one of those and it, it was jam packed. It was people waiting outside to get in there. And you know they're probably not going to have shrimp. They're going to have their good nice steak. So I, I think the steak consumption and meat consumption as a whole is going to be very very strong. I, I think you got to be looking bullish especially you get out to the later parts of some of the august october december time frame i don't think it's unreasonable to think that fat cattle in the december time frame can't be in the mid 130s upper 130s from the current level of 128 i i do think that there is going to be a resurgence of people going out into the restaurant business regardless of what takes place especially in a lot of the red states what are you hearing in regards to to china and african swine fever as those numbers seem to be correlating with with soybean discussion yeah i i think really it's a it's a situation that has to be followed very very closely you know the, the when it started coming out in 2018 uh, I really don't think we were told the entire story, and so we got to be very careful in how we're perceiving or what is being told to us. Uh, it's something that's going to be on the back burner. We got to be mindful of it and watch what the meal and the oil start complexes start doing here because they could start to weigh a little bit heavily on this bean complex. But as for right now, I think the demand is still there solidly for the u.s product and to keep in mind if we realize this acreage on these beans here at 87.6 
we're going to have to have very, very ideal weather or we're going to have a yield issue if there is weather and we're going to have a carryout issue if we don't have ideal weather in general this year. So what are you looking forward to in this week for the cattle market? The cattle market in general, again, I'm following these trend lines from late October, November on the fat market. Same thing on the feeder cattle. We are coming into what is a rising wedge pattern technically, which is kind of associated with bearish moves 69% of the time. But as long as we can hold this 147, 47 area, 148 level, I think we should be good to move back towards that 152, 154 level. If we start breaking below 147, though, however, I do think there could be a push to retest lower to 142, and that is on the May feeder cattle. All right, sounds good. Best way for folks to get a hold of you, Darren? They can reach me directly at 312-858-3668. All right, that is the Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. Find out more at ruralradionetwork.com. The Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.